Create with Franz Sydney. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. This is episode 74 and we are going to talk about visualization. And before you think, oh, that's not important, let me tell you, I'm going to quote to you some very important medical studies talking about the power of visualizing what we want. Why is this important? Well, stay tuned in to find out a little bit more. The inspiration for this topic came from a book that was written by Stephen Covey. And uh, he wrote so many useful things, which I love quoting all the times. And one of the things he said is that all things are created twice. So there is, first of all, a mental creation, and then we have a physical creation. The physical creation just follows the mental, just as building follows a blueprint. So if you don't make a conscious effort to visualize who you are, what you want in life, what you want to achieve, then you are empowering other people, other circumstances or even things within you to shape you and your life by default. So we are created to make things happen, not to be things that are acting upon, but to act. We're not stones, we are people. And so we have to make ourselves the person that is in charge of our life. We're not children, we're adults. If you listen to this podcast, chances are you're over 18 and you are an adult. So if you want to get results, you have to think about how you're going to create them. And before you go out and take action, you want to think of these results as if they're actually happening. And for the brain, there is no difference in understanding what's, what, you know, what's the big thing here. If you, for example, imagine that you are eating a lemon and you spend five minutes imagining the lemon, you hold it in your hand, you open it, you cut it, you can see the juice, you can smell it, and then you imagine that you are licking this lemon, you can almost feel this sour feeling inside your mouth. You can taste the lemon. Why? Because the the brain is producing all the responses and it might even increase the amount of saliva that there is inside your mouth. Why? Because the the brain is super visual. Even people who say, I cannot visualize anything, they are visual. Because when somebody calls them on the phone, they know exactly who's talking and they can visualize the person, they can even tell me what they look like and they're not in there. So we can all visualize things. Just sometimes we call it feeling, but it's still pretty much the same skill. So let's talk about visualization and use a little bit of a medical study to have a look at that and what it does to us, which I'm going to tell you, it's amazing for healing. In 1999, there was a first randomized controlled trial on the use of guided imagery among cancer patients and that was published in the British Journal of Cancer. In this study, 96 women who had been recently diagnosed with breast cancer that was quite large or local advanced and who were receiving six cycles of chemotherapy were studied all the time. Half of these women were doing daily visualizations of their immune system destroying cancer cells. Now think about nowadays there are lots of diseases and some of them are tackled by the immune system. Is the immune system only dependent on chemicals and pills or inoculations? 
well actually it does depend also on our diet and on our thinking and uh, this is the result of a study there were women they were visualizing things and women who were not visualizing anything and you will see the results within 18 weeks and then the others 37 weeks obviously i'm not gonna be able to share the entire study but you can find it if you go and look for it 1999 british journal of cancer go and look it up so the researchers were from the university of aberdeen in scotland and the uh, 18 week study period, they had pretty much the same results between the two groups of women. So, this study shown that although the short term clinical response during this uh, study period was pretty much similar between the groups, one was visualizing, one was not. But actually, it showed that the quality of life and how people were rating their own life. And that was a well-established predictor of better long-term prognosis. That was much higher in the people, in the group of women who were visualizing the healing. And this, of course, suggested to the, um, to the doctors or scientists they were doing this study, the visualization might have increased the women's chances of survival or even reduced the likelihood that their cancer would return at some point in the, in the future. So it was interesting also to see that those who got the better clinical response were the women that had done the most vivid visualizations. And that is a small thing, isn't it? But 10 years later, the same research group did a report to, to tell us what happened with the visualization on the immune system during this cancer treatment, which, as you know, is quite a dramatic event to go through all this chemotherapy and radiation, etc. The study included 80 women with the same classes of breast cancer and used the same imagery training exactly as the previous study. However, this time they studied the women for 37 week, 37 week period where these women were receiving chemotherapy, surgery, radiotherapy, hormone therapy. It was very gruesome. They took blood samples 10 times during their 37 weeks and they divided again in visualizing and non-visualizing group. The results were very positive because the patients who have used these visualization techniques had a higher number of activated T-cells and also the LAK cells, which is the lymphokine-activated killer cells. These are the types of white blood cells that can inhibit the growth of a tumor and can destroy the cancer cells. So, to put this simply, the immune system seems to be working optimally in the patients who have visualized and not as well in the patients who didn't and the vividness of the imagery had quite an effect. In fact, the, the level of his natural killer cell was much higher in the women who were reporting very vivid imagery, who took the time to do that. So that was quite interesting. And so the researchers concluded that relaxation training and guided imagery 
beneficially altered these putative anti-cancer host defenses during and after multimodality therapy. As we said before, there were lots of different things that we were doing. So does visualization work exclusively through its impact on the immune system? So there have been many similar studies and people have targeted these visualizations towards their immune system. And in some, they have imagined that their cancer cells were destroyed by their own immune system. But in the other studies, the visualization was uh, more focused on the movement of muscles, on the relieving of the symptoms, on repairing the body system. And um, the interesting thing, whether a person believes in visualization or not, might even introduce placebo or nocebo effect. So if you don't believe, it's not going to happen. So faith is a big thing, isn't it? You have to believe to get your result because you have a power. But if you don't believe you have a power, nothing can happen. Amazing. I love the mind. So what was the key that was going to be successful for this patient? It was to visualize what they wanted to happen. Visualize it as if it was happening there. So in these very specific research studies, the people have visualized that their immune system was destroying every cancer, every cancer cell. And so they could visualize a tumor and this tumor in their mind was shrinking and shrinking until it disappeared completely. And so they were creating this internal picture of what they imagined was going to happen in their body. And they transformed what they wanted to transform. Although it wasn't perfect because they really couldn't see the cancer cell, but they did this frequently. They visualized every day and even twice a day and sometimes a few times a week. So the fact that they were consistent was very important. They were repeating. And as you know, if you take a long while repeating something, you are going to learn because the mind learns by repetition. And this is how we change all our beliefs, by repeating things over and over and over. Just like a little toddler going up the stairs with mommy or daddy when you hold the hand and this little toddler counts with you one step, two, three, and eventually you won't even realize your toddler has learned how to count to 10 without making any effort, right? Because you repeat it all the time. Isn't that amazing? So let's, uh, let's think that you in this moment of your life, you're very worried because you've just been diagnosed with cancer or you have a disease that is just not giving you any time to, to have a break or you have something in your life that you need to improve and it's not getting any better. One of the things you can work on is to visualize the result you want. If that is depending on something that can happen within you, it is entirely possible to get a result or something similar to this and going towards your result. And so the researchers have cleaned, cleaned up all this list of things we can do in seven different kinds of visualization. Now, I don't want you to think as visualization as perfect vision with high definition. So we all imagine things in our own way. And it's important to look at them in, in our mind's eye. So you want just a clear intent. And so this intent is giving you an idea, a, an image or a process 
And just keep it in mind that the, the image that you build in your mind does not have to be accurately from a scientific point of view. It just has to be clear in your mind's eye. And you can even draw it on paper or sketch it to see what's going to happen. So the first type of visualization is called active change. So this is when you describe anything that's going to change change in your body for example you can say okay i want to shrink this tumor i want to shrink a cancer cell so you imagine that the tumor is actively changing what it looks like it's becoming smaller until it's gone and other times there are people the immune for example they think with immune system that uh, the the whole immune system in their mind is taking the center stage other times they think, well, no, the immune system is made of little piranha-type little cells and they eat up everything. They have little teeth, they're very sharp, and they imagine that is eating up all the tumors. While there are other groups that are doing this active change by making the tumor melt, or they're making it become a piece of ice first, or they pick up a piece of sandpaper in their mind and they grind the tumor to the dust. Then they collect the dust, they dispose of it. So they're actively changing the nature of the disease. So you can use the same strategies. For example, if you have inflammation, if you have arthritis, you can imagine that you're reducing the inflammation because you're oiling the joint. It's like a rusty hinge, you're putting a special product until this joint can move properly. And this is so interesting because I watch sometimes on YouTube and two very fun chiropractors, no, physiotherapists that are there. I can't remember the name, but they are very well known. And they always say, if you have arthritis, etc., you have to move as much as possible because the less you will move, the more arthritis you will get. And you also want to visualize this movement so you remember how to do it, how to inform your, your brain, your cells, your muscles that you are doing this movement. You want to keep doing it as much as possible. That's an interesting point of view. And of course, you can apply this to many areas of your life. Let's go to the second point. The point is cleaning and polishing. We all know what it's like to wash the dishes or to clean your silver. If you have any in the house, maybe brass handles, you want to clean them. So if you have, for example, a problem with your kidney cells, uh, there was a woman that was sharing that she had chronic dis um, disease in her kidneys. So the kidney function coming out from a test was a very low level and um, she didn't have a clue what a diseased kidney cell looks like but she thought well I'm sure it's gonna look wrinkled it's gonna look gray so every day she visualized that she was cleaning all the diseased green uh, gray wrinkled cells she was restoring them in her mind to become a nice pink it was healthy it was round and as they were clean every cell she would pick it up in her mind and kiss it and give a little hug and say i'm so grateful you've done a wonderful job and uh, you're gonna be healthy from now on and uh, the person who was uh, talking about her said they met after a year and the doctor had just confirmed that the kidney function in this lady was normal again so that's quite a, a big thing and um, it can also be used for example if you have arteries blockages due to uh, accumulation of fat and, and other things calcium etc 
So some people have visualized using a steam cleaner when the walls were washed, they collect all the debris in trash bag and then they took them outside and they disposed of this rubbish. Think about the effect this could have in your life. If you do that with people, like I have toxic friends, I'm just gonna stop talking to them and I'm gonna dispose of all this toxic feeling and all the toxic words that we use and I'm gonna put it away out of my mind, out of my thought. I think that's incredible to think in that way. But if you think about infection, you can use the strategy as well. So you can do the same thing for, for example, working on your infection as um, something that has peppered sprinkle on it or some dirt. And so you go there with a vacuum cleaner and you pick it all up and you can hear the sound of a vacuum cleaner and you clean up all your carpets and that is the sign of picking up the infection. And uh, I was absolutely astounded when I read that a woman said that she had not very good eyesight and she imagined for several months that she was going to massage the muscles of her eyes. She was taking out the lenses of her eyes, she was polishing them, she was cleaning them and her eyesight did improve. I'm just astounded to hear that. So I'm just, wow. The third type of uh, visualization is when you are intervening in the process and this is very much useful if you have things like uh, rheumatoid arthritis or lupus or type 1 diabetes or multiple sclerosis, even myasthenia graves. So this is when the people think, right, there is a process and I'm going to change what's happening during the process. So the immune system, instead of attacking yourself, is backing off. It's making friends with the areas of the body that's been attacking. And some people have done that with allergies. So that is something, I'm not saying I'm not giving you medical advice, but it's something interesting to think of in visualizing um, that will be, you know, it's not going to hurt you if you visualize something. But what if it actually works with you? They will be just amazing. Let me know if you can visualize something positive in your life and in your health. And um, there is another technique that could be quite useful, and it's to speak to yourselves. So you imagine that you're having a nice conversation with the cells that are in the part of your body that is not doing well. Maybe there is a disease, maybe there is an injury. And so you, you ask the cells, okay, what is it you need? Do I need to change something in my life? Do I need to change my lifestyle, my diet? Is there something that I have to stop eating or stop taking? And this you can do while you're doing meditation. So you go into a relaxed state, then you start a conversation and just listen to yourself. Sometimes just talking to yourself in your mind and asking yourself and being quiet. Maybe your mind already knows how to make you feel better. And maybe that will get you the answer that you need. Now, uh, there is also something about symbols and metaphors, and they work really well when we are trying to teach something. We all read stories that teach us principles, and um, they were very famous Greek writers 2,000 years ago. They wrote lots of very important metaphors. And also there were stories that we know that talk about things that then we can make ours and use the principle to change our life. For example, the ugly, ugly duckling tells us a lot about our worth and we can apply that to ourselves, although we're not ducklings. 
And uh, there was a gentleman who had suffered terribly with depression, having gone from a very successful marriage and profession to being divorced and living in a tiny flat, no job, no prospect, and absolutely depressed, and he tried everything, he could not get out of it. So after talking to a therapist, he decided that he was going to visualize every day how he was going to move from his state of being broken, symbolically, like a broken mirror, into a state of a brand new shiny mirror. So every day this man just used his imagination, and remember if you're depressed you have a very strong imagination, and he swept up the shards of his broken mirror, they representing himself, his career, his marriage and his life. And he swept really well and emptied them into a cauldron and then put it in the fire and melted all the shards until they were like a, like a liquid silver, let's say. And then he continued to visualize that he was able to pour this silver that was in a liquid state into a new mold and he blew on it, he, he put in all this coal there and it came out with a brand new beautiful mirror. And um, this man completely recovered from depression because now he could see himself getting out of the situation, he could see himself being whole again. Isn't that wonderful? Since his mind was finding the meaning that he needed in this symbolic thing, and metaphors are used all the time in recovery, when for example we do meditation and when we use also hypnosis. They're very, very powerful, so don't underestimate them. Now let's go to number six. This is changing the color. Now we do know that colors can have symbolic meaning for us. For example, blue could be calming, green could be nature, and very strong yellow, lemon yellow could be like too strong for some people and think that there is an illness or a problem. And uh, there was a woman that had kidney disease and she turned them from gray to pink and just imagine how some illnesses that you have might have a color connected to them maybe there is something to do but think about your life is your life gray and dull maybe you can do something about that by changing the color and then your mind will try to prove you right and add things that are colorful into your life now the seventh type of visualization is to do an immune boost so you imagine that your immune system cells are made, they are multiplied and they are able to destroy everything that is not supposed to be there. And so it destroys the viruses, destroying the bacteria, the pathogens and everything else. So there are lots of things you can do. And I want to share the story of a woman called Kathy, who was diagnosed with non-Hodgin Hodgkin lymphoma. So she had very large tumors in the abdomen and in the groin. And she was told that she had to have chemotherapy and then she had to wait five weeks to see how the lymphoma was going to evolve. So they said, well, this is a slow growing type, but because these are very large tumors, Maybe let's have a look and see if you're becoming different, if you're changing, if you're becoming more aggressive. So this woman decided to do a lot of reading, lots of reflexology. She went to a nice diet of 
organic uh, vegetables, she did lots of juicing, lots of walks in nature, laughter, she stopped teaching. I mean, she did a lot of things to help herself, to finally, she, to finally put herself in a position of being well. But also she added one thing. She said, all right, I'm gonna focus myself on getting rid of this cancer. So she told herself, well, my body is not my enemy. There's only a few cells that are pretty much not doing what they're supposed to do. So she drew a picture that was representing these cells and they were like little gray blobs and they didn't really have a shape. And by then she drew all her own T cells, which as you know, are the one that helps with the immune system. And they look like little piranhas. And you know, those fish, they have lots of sharp teeth and she was very, very focused on seeing these images with little, little fishes, right? This dangerous little piranha that can eat a man, you know, one of those movies in 10 minutes. And they were taking these big mouthfuls of these cancerous cells and then vacuuming everything. And, um, and every day she would do that and they, they would go yum 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 and they were eating, you know, it was very visual for her. She kept doing it. Every day she woke up, these cells were working for her. It was like a TV screen. She was diagnosed in April and uh, on her 45th birthday, there was when she got this um, diagnosis, that was quite tragic, you know. And then by December, when they did the test and everything, the doctor were amazed to see that 70% of her tumors were gone. And by the, begin, by the beginning of the year after, there was nothing left. So there was a good combination that she had chosen very good, you know, eating well, being happy, cleaning up your diet, going out, all things that we all should, should be doing all the time. And plus she visualized this tumor going away. How amazing is that? So how can we do the same? How can we look at our life and see that maybe something is there and maybe could be out? And so we could perhaps record an audio for ourselves. You can draw, paint, use art therapy to get the feelings out, to make sure we know what's going on and what we want to happen. And um, there isn't like a, one type of visualization. You can just make your own. So you don't have to be worried and have any boundaries. Just do as you want, be very creative. And then you want to be very patient. Clarify what you want to happen. Don't clarify what you don't want to happen, but think about the outcome. Always focus on the result, and then you will see that your body will start putting energy in that, and your mind will start putting energy into healing, into feeling better, feeling happier, even with your existing disease, even if it doesn't completely heal, but maybe you feel better. And isn't that the whole point of everything? We want to feel better. But think about that also as a process you can use if you want to change the situations in your life. This was not just about medical healing, but healing your spirit, your soul, and your broken mind. If you think that somebody has broken you and made you feel absolutely toxic about yourself, get the brush and clear away. Imagine that there is something broken there and get your little thing and clear this away put this away in your mind and that is supposed to help you greatly because it's metaphorical and the mind will assign the correct meaning to what you're thinking about. It's just like watching a movie. When you watch a movie, 
if it's a happy movie, we'll be, we may be in a good mood. If it's a comic mood, we're you know, <laughs> going to be really, really happy. And if it's a tragic, sad movie like Love Story, you're going to be crying. If it's a horror movie, you're going to feel down for a while, scared. Because our mind doesn't tell the difference between the images that are true or there are just pixels, and then we're going to have imagination on top of it. So just use your mind every day to visualize happy outcome, to visualize how you're going to get there, to visualize, for example, if you have anxiety, how you're going to get out of the house, what you're going to do, even if you have bad memories about a place where you've been before when you had problems, maybe you had a panic attack, now you think, no, I just conquer this, I'm going to rock this. And I'm going to tell you a story. This happened literally last week. I work with a client who has been suffering for many years from panic attacks and uh, the client had not been outside into shops and things like that for a long, long while because every time there was this panic attack. So we did all the session and everything and then before the session and after the session I had explained what you need to do is to visualize yourself walking outside of a house going inside the shop, walking around, looking at the shelf, looking at the things and just feeling wonderful. You're breathing well, you're breathing deeply, everything is fine, you are brilliant. And so right after the session, we literally got into the car and went to the nearby supermarket, which is literally 30 seconds from my home. And we went to, to the supermarket, we went upstairs and we had a nice time. I had a piece of chocolate cake. The client didn't, but we just talked normally and I was checking, how's your breathing? That's fine. And then we went around for 40 minutes, we were around the shop, up and down, it was massively full of people, not a problem, there was nothing there. And when there was a little, oh yeah, there's a weird symptom here, I was like, okay, and what, what's, what's the price of that bread in there? What's the price of that chocolate? Which one do you prefer? Just changing the topic in your mind changes everything and the client was able to walk free completely having proved to herself that everything was held by her mind she was no longer let's say a slave to her mind a victim of her mind and since then she's been going out every single day which is amazing and who had the power to this was it me no it was a client because just like my client we all have a really powerful mind. It can turn things that are dreadful into things that are good, possible, or even wonderful. So it's up to us to change the way that we think so that we can change the way that we act and we feel and we get results. So instead of thinking all the time, oh, if I do this, I'm gonna fail, things are not gonna do well, think what if actually things go well. And that is gonna really change your life. So thank you so much for being with me. It has been a long episode of 31 minutes. And I hope to see you next week. And I will be very pleased if you can click like and share this episode with your friends. So thank you so much and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. You have listened to Create with Franz Sidney.